Okay, so you talked about um, ethical dimensions or qualities, yes, mindfulness, mm. and uh, I was wondering what is the foundation of the this quality? Yes, because it's not like in a can you hear in the back? It's no. not like in a religion where you have certain rules or no. dogma or a revelation where you can, mm. where you have someone a god that says do this, do that. So, no, no. Um, yeah, in your opinion yeah. what is the foundation um, what is the root can I I'll, we'll, we'll respond but give me a few minutes to avoid answering um, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, but when you hear the word ethics you know you say mindfulness ethics they do have a, an important uh, relationship and you, you hear this uh, word which is used in a whole variety of circles of course spiritual, religious, social, legal, and so forth. What's your response? Like, what does the word ethic or ethics mean to you? What stands out for you as a person? What is an ethic for you? It's an orientation, how to lead a meaningful, good... Um, Right, right, dive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not looking for any specific answer, just curious with the responses there. Yeah. Let me ask you could it be that human being, she or he, could be leading what they think is a meaningful life, but there's not much ethic in it? Any any example that might just come to mind? This is I'm leading a really meaningful life, and one looks at that life, and maybe not. <laughs> and maybe someone who is living in a virtual reality. Virtual reality. And Go he on. thinks it's meaningful for him. But All right. From my point of view, it wouldn't be meaningful. No. All right. That's so a, a person could be living in this. Uh, parallel universe we might say or in the uh, and have a strong addiction to, in all of that uh, world with some disconnect and empathy as well from the immediacy of the world uh, through that any any I'm not looking specific any other way in which persons as a view of leading a meaningful life uh, this is the right life for me but somehow there's something, some neglect in ethics. Maybe just hedonism, living, consuming. Yeah. You know, All right. Just living a life full of pleasure. But yeah. That doesn't. Uh, yeah. Concern. No. Taking concern. Good point. What it does to others. So, so exactly as you say there. Sometimes in consumerism and in the the religion of consumerism uh, there that the world of I, me and my is so central or I, me and I or us, the family, whatever it, or the business or whatever may carry with it um, blind spots uh, there and in those blind spots there's corruption manipulation um, triggering of 
harm to people and places, all in the name of getting what I want uh, there. So, would there be another way for you to uh, give some sense of what ethics is? I mean, my point of view is yeah. already pre preformed and pre by society and the way I was brought up and the culture I was brought up. Yes. But some other person could have have a different view and for him ethics is something completely different. Yeah. So I'm looking for for ethics to be general for yes. for all of us. Um that are not um, built up on believing because that's right. Everything. Yes, yes. So uh, it's a really good point and worth for all of us really our reflection uh, there. So sometimes it can be uh, um, ethics or morality or what's good for us has been and is consistently imposed upon us. And from our upbringing, to our educators, to our politicians, to our business people, to our religious people, and there's an imposed view, and there can be a definition, as you point out, that goes with it. Uh, uh, this is a worthwhile life. Success, career, money, kids family, etc., that, that, that kind of line, or, um, uh, or, or religion with its morals, its codes, its commandments, its canon of belief, whatever. Uh, uh, so in these kind of teachings, there's a looking and a questioning of all of that, and a founding principle, we could say, remember, as a, pra as a practice, therefore not a commandment, not some absolute I must and I should, as a training in human life in which two or three important aspects of it are, which all of which will challenge us. One is, as much as possible, it's never going to be perfect, a non-violent relationship to life. That there is no wish nor intention to bring suffering on the other. It's a practice. And that practice um, relates to People near and far, animals near and far, and the environment, none by as much as uh, possible. It will never be perfect, no matter who we are. Uh, the second, not unrelated, is a way of life which essentially is non-exploitive. And that also, for us, is a challenging way of life to ex find and explore ways everything from our communication with others to being respectful to 
environment as much as pos uh, possible uh, there and just really checking in with ourselves with all the difficulties that go with it can I live a way of life in which as much as possible and that's the important piece here um, I have no wish nor intention to exploit Heaviness, no wish sometimes that comes through lying it comes through corruption it comes through manipulation deceiving of the other all of this can carry with it this exploitation and the third again not unre unrelated is in the um, the forms of uh, abuse and there's of course there's financial abuse and there's abuse of power there's uh, abuse in communication there's abuse in intimacy and in sexual communication and relationship there so we explore we look into all of that one is if we explore and develop and as it were train uh, in this it contributes to a lot of peace of mind if one's not violent and one's not exploiting and not abusing and also and equally equally important is it contributes to the safety and the kindness of others and this is one core essential ethic what's your response mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay but yeah but what is the foundation is it the experience or is it believing in these rules that are there before you start thinking it's um, a little deeper than that <laughs> it's not rules I mean of course religion including Buddhism has its rules etc But it was not the spirit of, of it. It is Panati Samadhi I undertake the training not to inflict suffering and death on life on others. I undertake the training. It's, it's, so it is in the field of practice uh, there. So in the um, <coughs> Re the uh, relationship uh, and can, yeah, if one is looking for a common denominator we're not doing it because Buddha or Buddhism says it not doing it because it's um, a nice philosophical theoretical idea it's in the looking at others a principle is May I, as a human being, treat others in the same way as I wish to be treated. That's the principle. Mm -hmm. And the principle of the ethic that I just spoke to um, is not an idealism there, but rather, since it's a practice, uh, which will challenge us no, no question um, one's in a country and if you, if you take Britain as an example which has been in the last 500 years um, more at war with other countries than any other country on this earth 
It has war memorials to around a hundred in 150 countries. Uh, there, the wars have never stopped and they're still continuing, mostly on uh, uh, the Arab communities. Uh, there, and some would say, well, we have to because, 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 because. And some of us will say, we, no matter what, will stay steady, not only to non-violence and non-killing, but we will stay steady and, that's the important thing, find alternatives to resolving conflict other than killing and destroying those who think differently. It's not just non-violent, it's non-violent with alternatives to conflict uh, uh, there. <coughs> so the principle, as I mentioned, is treating others as one wished to be to be treated. Any response? One last question. So as many as you like. <laughs> <laughs> is that something that's based on Buddhism or can there also be a mindfulness without Buddhism? Oh yeah, we don't need Buddhism. Goodness okay. me, it's a distraction. No, no, so no, the no, ethics no. of mindfulness just comes out of the um, experience and just it, this one rule? Um, <laughs> It's an interesting moment. You, uh, you and I could have a few hours on this one. Um, we have in the West, in, in uh, generalities here, a huge upsurge in interest in mindfulness. I mean, m m large scale. Um, a friend of mine who what do they call it, Google Analytics, something like that. And he said to me, he checked on Google, and that every month in <coughs> Britain, uh, there, around, a hunt, there are 100,000 entries in the search of Google, of Google, of mindfulness or mindfulness and something. Every month. Mm -hmm. And, well, it, Britain is about irreligious as, as one could find. You know, I think it's when 1960s, two out of three people went to church. Now it's five in a hundred. So we, you know, soon it would be in the minus. <laughs> However, more, 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 more importantly, but there is a major debate because the point that you put up here in there is a lot of emphasis on the mindfulness as a wonderful tool and resource for people, you know, stress, tensions, calmness, relaxation, inner peace, dealing with physical pain, depression. I mean, really, is a powerful tool for people and I've had the privilege to be part of uh, all of that but mindfulness has not always been brought and linked together with ethics ethics in the business world ethics in the members of parliament who are voting for war um, ethics in which there is Uh, powerful social figures who are neglecting the needs of 
of of the poor and the marginalised and the sick and so and so forth. So it's wonderful what is taking place. That means in the mindfulness uh, world, but from a Dharma perspective, and I'm you know mindfulness teacher, but from a Dharma perspective, it's got a long, long way to go before it, it is a authentically radical force in society. And until the spiritual aspects of it are deeply explored, and until the ethics which I spoke of are deeply explored, um, it will not have the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And when, in this case, US soldiers are being taught mindfulness and one aspect of being taught mindfulness is being able to hold the rifle at some poor Muslim person and breathe out mindfully and slowly so you can hit the target shows the disconnect between mindfulness and ethics. And that does happen. When soldiers are being advised to attend meditation retreats in Vipassana to learn to deal with physical pain while in combat in the trenches, in the houses to keep steel and deal with pain while killing people in those communities in Arab villages there is a disconnect between what the Dharma is about and the teachings and conflict and mindfulness as the Buddha pointed out can be used wisely and skillfully and the same mindfulness can be used to cause harm and we, we have to address this because this is the yeah, this is ethics. Do you see what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. We'll have a, a quiet minute and then uh, another invitation. Yes, anyone, anytime. Yes, please come. With the uh, recording? Up to you. Yes, sir. Yeah, all right.
aber äh, ich habe eine Bitte, dass ich erst Deutsch reden kann und ihr übersetzt, weil ich nicht so gut im Englisch bin. It won't be me translating, so <laughs> we need a volunteer. With just firstly with the recording on or off? So if you speak and then one of the three of you is going to do it. (laughs) 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 Alright, okay, thank you. Yes. So the good man will uh, translate you speak in German and then. Okay. Also I bin immer etwas aufgeregt, ziemlich aufgeregt vor so einer Gruppe. Ähm, ja, sowieso früher sehr stark gestattert und heute vielleicht <lacht> dann wisst ihr Bescheid <lacht> ich hoffe, es geht so und ja, und dann noch auf Englisch das war mir zu viel <lacht> zu viel Stress I'm always a little bit nervous in front of a group mm-hmm. and uh, in front of many people and yes. now uh, with English it's even worse so I need yes. some translation okay. <lacht> ähm, ich möchte zu der Übung heute Morgen ja, etwas erzählen, meine Meditation und für mich war es das erste Mal so mit diesem Blick auf Gefühle zu meditieren, also nicht ja, versuchen in dieses Erleben der Gefühle zu kommen. Okay. Uh, it was the first time for me this morning the, the practice of Uh, looking at feelings yes. and working mm. with feelings in the meditation. Und um, Sonja, du, du sagtest ein, es, es kann auch sein, neben anderen Wegen, dass Erinnerungen aufsteigen, vielleicht Personen, und das war bei mir der Fall. Und Sonja, du sagst, dass es vielleicht that Erinnerungen uh, come up, memories yes. of people and this is what happened to me um, dass wir uns aber konzentrieren sollten auf das Gefühl was zum Beispiel hinter diesen, dieser Erinnerung steht but we should focus on the feeling behind the memory yeah. 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 und ja, bei mir kam auf einmal die Erinnerung an meine Englischlehrerin. Ich war zehn Jahre alt. Es war der erste, erste Tag im Gymnasium. Die Englischlehrerin ging mit uns und Klassenlehrern in die Klasse. Der erste Satz war, alle, die kurzsichtig sind und schwerhörig hinten an die Wand. 
Okay, it was the uh, first day at school, at yeah. the high school, and the teacher would go into the classroom with us, and she said, um, everyone short-sighted and bad hearing, mm. uh, should go to the back of the class. Mm. And, and uh, with a strong voice, yeah. very strong voice, uh, and everybody of mm -hmm. our pupil uh, was <laughs> angst. angst. Ah, ja. ja, und ähm, mm -hmm. <lacht> und ja, ich war jetzt <lacht> nicht nur erinnern, Ingeborg, ist es Meditation, <lacht> Gefühl, Angst. Äh, ich habe das nochmal erlebt. Aber so, wie experienced das in this fear? Yeah. Äh, die Wochen gingen vorbei und ich merkte mehr und mehr, diese Lehrerin ist zwar sehr streng, verlangt sehr viel, müssen viel lernen, aber sie hat eine, ja, wie sagt man, harte Schale mit einem weichen Kern. So this teacher was very strict mm -hmm. and very um, demanding, mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, as the weeks went by, I realized that she had a tough shell, but she was soft yeah. inside. Yeah. Can, can you say how it relates to the present, and does it relate to Christopher? Was hat das mit der Gegenwart zu tun und bezieht sich das vielleicht auch auf Christopher? You realized after a few weeks there was a tough shell. <laughs> tough on the outside. Tough on the outside. Mm -hmm. And did the memory, image of the memory, come from the past and land here? Did it come from the past? I'm asking it's a question, serious question. And then became the interpretation. Oh, Christopher is, what was it? Tough shell on the outside and softer inside or something. <laughs> Would it be a situation of Sonia mentioned that some memories may come the memory just touched upon childhood on an incident with a teacher it just came out of the past and no sig more significance Okay, and it went. And nothing more. Also, Sonja no. hat gesagt, dass Erinnerungen so. auftauchen und 
und ähm, Bilder und ja. kann es sein, dass, dass das einfach auftauchen lässt und ohne dass es irgendeine Bedeutung haben muss. Also, ähm, ähm, für mich war im Laufe des, der weiteren Meditation wichtig, noch einmal Situationen zu erleben, wo diese Lehrerin mich gestärkt hat, in ein, äh, ja, ich, ich habe nacherlebt, ich habe empfunden, die Stärke, ob, äh, obwohl sie nach außen so angsterzeugend war, also sie hat zum Beispiel ähm, So for me it was important yeah. in the meditation what yes. followed was mm. that I also had memories of her being supportive Yes, right. was somehow supportive for me It was an experience that I can um, re reawake the feelings yes. of ah. five decades ago. Yes. And uh, I don't know why it yes. comes up, but it, it was. It, 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 um, I, 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 I just <laughs> tell the situation. Uh, I, um, ich habe erzählt, ich habe früher sehr stark gestottert, in dieser Zeit besonders. Alle Lehrer haben gesagt, beteilige am Unterricht, Note 5, Note 4, Note 5. Diese at that Lehrer, time, at that age, I, was, I had a strong stutter. Yes. And uh, the teachers gave me bad, bad marks. Yes. For, for not participating in the yeah. class. Und die, die, diese Lehrerin schrieb in mein Zeugnis, Ingeborg ist innerlich immer beteiligt. This teacher, this female teacher, she put in, in my exam grades paper, uh, Ingeborg is, is always involved and engaged in the, in the class. Yes. Not by speaking, but by hearing. Yes. So, and, and I was uh, and Now I feel the Dankbarkeit für die Lehrer. Gratitude. Now I feel gratitude to the teacher. And ein anderes Mal hat sie mit uns Theater gespielt. Another time she she did some theatre performing, playing with us. Und sie gab mir nicht die Rolle Kulissen zu machen oder den Scheinwerfer an und aus zu machen. And she didn't give me a job to uh, to deal with the requisites or the lights. Yeah. Sie gab mir eine Rolle der Sprache zu sprechen. She gave me a role where I should speak. Und zwar zu sprechen in mit laut und Wut und uh, das war die uh, das konnte ich reden und es war so gut in der Aufführung, dass ich einen extra Applaus bekam und es hat mir <lacht> ich, ich konnte mich heute noch auf der Bühne sehen. Diese Selbst, ja, das hat mich so mein Selbstwertgefühl so gestärkt. So I had a role where I should I could speak up loudly and with with anger, and uh, I got an extra applause and it strengthened my my confidence in myself. Sometimes, <coughs> because rather than go too much into the story, it is a case of squeezing the honey out of the event 
Understand? To squeeze the honey out of the event. But this is wichtig, nicht zu sehr in die Geschichte reinzugehen, sondern den Honig aus dem Ereignis herauszuquetschen. So, when 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 I when I uh, listened, there is we heard the first impression. It was called hard shell. Then we get to know the person more, and then we see. There is much more to this person than that. It's a reminder, in the best sense of uh, life, those who we meet. We may have an initial impression, but we know a person through time, through regularity of the contact. And we can have a more round picture of the person. So this is a, a good reminder. You said your first impression uh, German. was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 Very good memory. I must say. <laughs> Ja, ähm, ich habe das erzählt mit der Frage, ob das. <lacht> Nein, die Frage kommt jetzt. Ja. Halleluja. <lacht> 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 Ob ich die Anweisung oder die Übung, was du gemeint hast, ob ich das ansatzweise ja, so, äh, verstanden habe oder ob das ein Weg ist, ob das, ja, oder, also ich, ja. The question is, did I get the instruction right? Sonja's instruction. Or did I follow the instruction correctly? Um, it, it's really interesting because in the talk uh, I mentioned today instructions are not the first priority what the feeling event is more important Heute habe ich in dem Vortrag darüber gesprochen, dass die Instruktionen, die Anweisungen nicht unbedingt immer sehr wichtig sind sondern dass das Gefühl das Gefühl erleben ist wichtiger so once the practice or the mindfulness is directed towards the feeling world, in that feeling world it can connect with all manner of events, past and present, memory. So when unsere Aufmerksamkeit mit den, uh, mit den Gefühlen in Verbindung tritt, dann kann es sich verbinden mit allen 
Begebenheiten aus der Vergangenheit, Gegenwart and Future, did you say Future? Yeah, as well, yes. And Zukunft. So that often feelings and stories are very closely related. A feeling and a story often very connected. So die Gefühle und die, äh, die Geschichte sind oft sehr miteinander verbunden und verwoben. So that you touched upon uh, an important memory from 50 years ago. Du bist auf eine Erinnerung von vor 50 Jahren gestoßen. And in this case, the uh, presence of an authority in your life, you were a child and the teacher, the authority. In diesem Fall eine Autoritätsperson in deinem Leben, als du Kind warst. And then in that uh, receptivity and connection with the, the, t uh, the teacher, the teacher also connected with you. The teacher made the connection. Diese, uh, how do you say receptivity? Empfänglichkeit, die bei dir war und auch die Fähigkeit des der Lehrerin mit dir in Verbindung zu treten. So, though there may be um, um, whatever wearing of glasses or being at the back of the hall or being quiet. She recognized uh, in you the qualities which enabled her to write appreciation in the report. Also, obwohl du äh, eine Brille getragen hast und still warst und hingesessen hast in der Klasse, hat sie trotzdem geschafft wahrzunehmen, äh, was sie dann in, deinem, was in, in ihrem Bericht geschrieben hat über dich. And sometimes in the small event from half a century ago there can be insights which are really supportive for today. Which support today. So that when we meet people, in this case perhaps a person with authority, in the meeting of the person authority, let's have enough space inside to give the time to know somebody. Wenn wir eine Autoritätsperson, einer Autoritätsperson begegnen, dass wir den äh, inneren Raum haben, what, what do you say? To, to, to give time yeah. to know somebody. Yeah. Uns die, äh, die Zeit zu haben, jemanden wirklich kennenzulernen. So that we are not forming a judgment on the first contact. Und wir äh, entwickeln keine, wir fällen kein Urteil mm -hmm. gleich beim ersten, bei der ersten Begegnung. Okay. Um, perhaps the connection yes. <laughs> between this situation and today yes. is uh, you have said yesterday um, um, 
ähm, ich weiß nicht mehr genau, wir werden, wir werden gesehen äh, in, in also, äh, You said yesterday that we are being seen. Yes. In, äh, also äh, als als Mensch gesehen, als liebenswerter Mensch gesehen, das ist Ziel des, der, der Gespräche hier, der Meditation. Und ich habe noch einmal erlebt, diese Lehrerin hat mich gesehen. Das We're talking about being seen yes. as and recognized as a lovable person. Yes. And now with this memory, I, I realized that this person, this teacher, yes. geliebt und gesehen zu werden. Thank you. Thank you. Let's have a, a couple of quiet minutes and then I'll uh, just give a short reflection. in this uh, body of teachings and the fullness of exploration of the human life and experience the word body actually serves as a rather useful metaphor and the body consists of various limbs uh, in it and just one of those limbs is mindfulness it's not the most important one it's not the central one It is interconnected with other limbs. And the expression of those will include, as the good person mentioned, uh, ethics uh, there. And those uh, limbs 
They include uh, inquiry, they uh, include uh, energy, and deep concentration, meditation, stillness, wisdom, kindness, many ways to express the, the body of the teachings. And it is important so that we don't kind of think it's all about mindfulness. It's one factor, one limb in the whole body uh, there. There is an important and very necessary dialogue to be made, conversations to be had with regard to, uh, to uh, uh, ethics. And that needs to be in our, of course, our personal life, needs to be in our relationship with others, part of the conversation, and also to have more influence in the social, business, um, <coughs> and uh, political spheres uh, as well, to keep the concerns alive. Quite often, um, there is a hesitation to bring these uh, issues up. And if we stay quiet, if we uh, say little, the non-ethical voices will have more influence because we have not used our capacity and our quiet authority to be able to speak up on behalf of other people, often denied a voice, uh, the support for animals and the environment. And it takes voices who will speak up despite the reactivity that uh, may come to us. And so there is an ethic in speaking up. It's an ethic. It's a commitment. There is an, an ethic in staying steady to go deeply into human experience. It's an ethic. There is uh, uh, an ethic in exploration of life to contribute to our awakening and compassion and, and concern. Yeah. So initially, just now, we shared, touched a bit, non-violence, non-exploitation, non-abuse, and to really, really make that a real consideration into the daily uh, life. But really to check in with ourselves, with our dedications and our commitments, and see there's a, an ethic about it, something rather precious and uh, deep about it. And, and that ethic may sometimes show itself in the willingness to say yes to that, and also, and equally, the willingness and the capacity and the inner strength also to say no as well. And to really examine those important areas. Do I say yes or do I, do I say no? Even if you're completely misunderstood, it's not enough to say to some of my dear friends, oh, I'm vegetarian or I'm vegan, just to take one simple example. But... When I go home and there is the leg of a dead chicken on the table or the backside of a, of a cow, oh, I don't like to upset my mummy and daddy, so I eat it. Uh, uh, then I don't want to make a fuss. Yeah. 
one just doesn't eat it. And hopefully they might ask some questions. Hopefully they might get agitated. Hopefully they might say, what's wrong with eating meat, etc. And then you have a conversation. And it's far more interesting than talking about the soap opera on television. So sometimes when we are able to say no, it can provoke the reaction and the agitation from the uh, other. And we may not handle that very well, etc. But we can reflect on that and stay true because it's an ethic for us. And then how can I explore that with another when she or he is disapproving? And slowly, slowly, the good voices of those who express concern, <coughs> say no, will, uh, will get stronger. They need to very, very quickly because of the vulnerable planet that we uh, uh, share together. It's lovely to hear the good memory from the past and one of those recollections there where the past is really a good friend to the present that the past, as we listened can shed light on the present I had this experience with this teacher who appeared like this they stayed steady she understood me, I understood her we connected uh, there and I'm still experiencing the benefit of that today and so in that f- uh, f- uh, 50 years, uh, 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 there, there are a few of you who will not remember 50 years ago. <laughs> I can remember it only too well. I was just shaving my head. So, <laughs> And so from the passage of time, moving through, just the preciousness of something that occurred that long ago, is having a significance today in a meditation. Human beings' capacity to, for this to move through and the past to be helpful and healthy because it's shedding light on the present. And in our receptivity, we are receptive to today. Of course we are but we also have the capacity to be receptive to yesterday and yesteryear and yesterdecade and see if that sheds light. There's much clarity, wisdom and valuable experience uh, uh, within us uh, there. And just the, uh, finally, mention this, just a couple of uh, uh, things. Um, very much, we, Sonia and I, very much appreciate the uh, dedication and uh, the silence, silences which uh, take place. And there are many subtle levels of silence. So the initial, of course, is the silence of the speech. This, in the fullness of the day, is a 
kindness and respect for the, the other. She, he, they, uh, and us. There. And to appreciate that, because then the words uh, are not um, impacting on the other, trying, trying to make the conversation. But at the more subtle level, the next one, more subtle, is the silence of the body. And it is part of the practice uh, here. And as we've encouraged, when it feels like perhaps some fighting with the pain and the wisdom, the deeper voice inside says, it is time to move. Uh, the movement, when it's mindful and active, rather than unmindful and reactive, when it's mindful, quite often the movement that we make can be again in the silence, like the speech, it belongs in the realms of the silence. And sometimes we can move extraordinarily mindfully and silently in its kindness for oneself, one's body, kindness for the uh, other uh, as well. And similarly with um, mindfulness with regard to, to the, the breath. Uh, it quite often happens, in fact very, very regularly, with the uh, breathing process that's uh, taking place. But sometimes the breather, he or she can hear their breath, which is a sure bet that those who are in the same circle around will also be hearing it and may not find it such a thrill. <laughs> so, again, in the silences of the speech, contributing to the silences of the body, contributing to the quiet silences of the breath. I appreciate sometimes, for some people, with the, the breath, and I've had this myself, I might have a blocked nose, or sore throat, or whatever, and hence the sound from the, from the breath. And if that's the case, with the love for the silence, then also to move, and perhaps change it to the body, or as Sonia was saying, to the feelings, uh, or whatever. So it's that little extra mindfulness. And the last thing I wanted to mention uh, as well, happens regularly enough, this evening, uh, uh, other times, that the sitting uh, posture, the energy for it gets less, and then there is a slow drift into the arm, moving down, down, and getting closer to the floor. <laughs> and, the, and looking, and the, the meditation becomes not a cushion, but a pillow, uh, 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 etc. And some of the teachers with this are fine with it. I have a small criteria. It's very simple, really, that um, only the dead have the privilege of the horizontal posture. <laughs> and and sometimes there are others who have some back pain, of course, uh, 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 etc. Because it needs some energy to be really, uh, really uh, uh, present. And looking for the comfortable uh, there, there will get in the way of the firmness of the teachings them, themselves. And when people ask me, I say, it's fine, but you have to promise me that you will adopt exactly the same posture when you go to the church, 
<laughs> when you go to the mosque, when you go to the synagogue, when you go to listen to a lecture anywhere or whatever, if you promise me, because people say, why do we have to do it here? And I said, I don't mind, you can do it here, but on the agreement, you do it in some other situation, like in the lecture hall at the college, you're in your classroom, or in the church, or, 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 or whatever. Because one needs the energy, and the upright posture is there. And if you're feeling very, very tired, the bed is only a few metres away. And if you have my complete support. If you've got enough energy, you move the body into the upright. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, except for the dead and those who have uh, a lot of pain, they're, they're, they're the exception. All right, enough. Thank you. <laughs>